Hey, New Life Church, Bronson Duke here. Thanks for listening in. The heart of our church is that you would know Jesus, that you would walk with Jesus, and you would learn how to live like he lived. We hope that this message equips you and empowers you on your journey walking with Jesus. Hey, so happy to be here on this 4th of July weekend. As Blake said, just love teaming up with Blake, one of my all-time favorite. Um, his story is just miraculous to me and what, how God has used his life, how God has blessed him rescued him, uh, resuscitated him, rehabilitated him, and then when I up here during the week, see the lives that he's pouring into our recovery ministry. It's one of my favorite ministries because I see how a setback, how God can use all of us, no matter how, how, how bad we've been, that, that there are people here for you. And that's what I love about our church when it says, okay, not to be okay. It's, it's okay to bring all your hurt, pain, everything to the Lord and, um, and really have this opportunity to just share with you uh, today what's on my heart. Uh, this is what we call an open mic series, okay, open mic, all right? Where it's not, it's not into the, you know, what our, our theme or what we've been in Colossians, so uh, Pastor Bronson and Callie, they're out, so uh, I get an opportunity to share uh, I don't consider myself a preacher. Uh, I'm better known as a teacher, and uh, I'm going to teach a little bit and share my testimony uh, in this word because, uh, you know, to be transparent and share, you know, the victories that God has had in my life and, and the struggles that he's helped me overcome, the pain and um, uh, emotional trauma that I've experienced is to be able to share because as I've, I, I don't believe God wastes an experience and he takes your experience and he can use that and bless. And Blake is a perfect example of that. I had Blake on the radio one night and it was just like, he was speaking to me when he said, my freedom from my addiction became when the police put the handcuffs on me. I want, you to, I want you to think about it. He said, at that point, I became free of my addiction when I was locked up in the handcuffs. And he said, thank you, God, use me at this point because I couldn't do it for myself. So God took that situation and rehabilitated him in that pain. But he needed that. See, sometimes what we ask for, we don't know how God is going to help us. See, sometimes we want it to be comfortable. We want it to be soft. And what God, how he did, what he did to take him and incarcerate him. You know, I was we meeting this week and looking at really how do we stop the violence in, 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 in our nation. But I said, you know, from a biblical standpoint, I look at really, it's really five stages to, to, to curing this problem and with God leading the way, but there's really five stages. And I said, there's prevention, which the Bible gives us when we follow the word of God. The Bible is the prevention to the, keep us out of the crisis that we experience. It tells us it's the game plan for life. And if we read and adhere to it, and I actually keep what I call the microwave of the Bible, the Ten Commandments, in my pocket. Because I said, if we just abide by the Ten Commandments, 90% of all our problems would be cured. If we just did that. If we just did those ten, those ten things, because if you think about the problems that we deal with in our life, what he was talking about, 
wouldn't that just be a remedy? That's the prescription. I call that prevention. Then what we get, we get in life, we get sometimes when we know we're going wrong, how do we help? Well, if you're sick, if I go my man's sleigh, you know, once you start hitting about 60, you got to go in and get checked out. What's the first thing they do when you go to a urologist and they take your blood, they take samples, they say your PSA count is high. How do they heal that? That's called early detection. So when you slip and sliding away from the Lord and you have friends, that's why I want to be so happy that Pastor Marcus Elliott is here with us. Let's give a round of hand for Pastor Marcus Elliott. He was in town this weekend. He called me. I said, hey, well, I'm going to get a chance to speak. Why don't you come down and be with me? Marcus and I, when we started this campus here, he was a lead pastor here, and God had put this on his heart to come here, and so he's still in the game, and I want him to be here because we started this together. And what you see today, you know, he was, it was the birthing stage of him leading the ham. But having friends to be able to hold accountable is when we see something, and Blake, we see something, we hold each other accountable, we say, is that you good? That's early detection. That doesn't seem right. Where are you going? When I look over here and I see my cousin, Coach Ashton Bailey, and I see he's brought a couple of football players from Arkansas Baptist College that I invited to, see he's bringing them to church to make sure that we get, that we have Prevention, but also if he see them going wrong, he can give them early detection. Yeah, yeah, that's good. That's good. See, that's why you bring them into the house of the Lord, and you're able to share these things to say, and we can be transparent. Then you go from early detection when you need to, you, then you come back and you say, well, how can I, how God works? Then what's the next phase? Is rehabilitation. Blake's life was rehabilitated. My life was rehabilitated. When I look and see other people coming in and the struggles each and every day, my man Slay, life has been rehabilitated. We were out cooking last week and we were doing for Muskie Harris, the two fish and five loaves teams, we were cooking for the recovery ministry. And when, when, Musk, when Slay was sitting there talking and talking about that, he said, I was an orphan. I said, well, God doesn't waste an experience, but look how he's blessing people now. He's going out being a blessing and feeding people all over how many times he's able to do what God, he used him. He's resuscitating through serving. Early prevention is what God provides for us. Gives us an opportunity to connect. Resuscitation. Then at last, when it happens, you got incarceration. You do that. But then what Blake found, see, here's God still hadn't given up. Joseph was incarcerated, but God was using him. Quote, Pastor Rick found him in prison and used him to say, I'm going to resuscitate your life. Why are you being incarcerated? So now look how many people, how many people have you been in, through your ministry now? He, he's been multiplied. Yeah, 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 yeah. Now, I want to just use that as a reference to say as the, the word, when I spoke a few weeks ago, I talked about 5G. Y'all remember that? Your Wi-Fi code, making sure you're tuned into the Lord, getting all your bars up, being tuned into the Holy Spirit, Christ, being in a place where you can receive the Holy Spirit, making sure you're biblically in tune 
because you got the passcode for the Lord. I'm still amazed at the Wi-Fi code. I'm still amazed that every time I go into my house, I don't have to turn on my phone on that. It just automatically plugs in. And so as long as I'm passed into the Lord, it's the same way. It's the same way. You don't have to do it. You just got to stay in the range. Make sure you're not blocking some blocking your signal to the Lord because you're not where you're not supposed to be. You're not doing what you're not supposed to do. And you're not somebody who you're not supposed to be with. Remember I told you, I asked my son three things. Who you with, where you going, what you going to do. You can't answer those, you don't need to go. That's it. I want to know. Because, you know, when I talk to these families and they say, well, my boy left the house, I didn't know where he was going. I saw him get in the car with somebody I didn't know. And he couldn't tell me where they were going. Then I get a call and now I'm burying him. See, with Christ being connected, I take great pride in saying, I'm with God, okay? He's directed my path, and I'm following him everywhere he's taking me. And the thing that Blake said about our country, isn't it amazing? And and if you just look at this, we are really just immigrants in America right now. Because we're just passing through. That's what, what he was talking about. We're just actually passing through. But I'm going to make sure today that you dig deep. Because here's, here's been my prayer this week for God. This is my prayer. And I know a few, because I've talked to a few, that, that hopefully this will resonate with you. This was my prayer to God this week. I have, I have a theme every week when I come back. I say, okay, God, this is what I'm going to focus on this week. But this is my theme this week, and I just want to share it with you. I said, dear God, please help me heal from the things that only you know that I'm struggling with. Uh, see? Dear God. See, because, see, we try to put up this facade that everything's okay, so we don't share our most intimate things. But I said, God, please help me, okay, heal. So what that means, put somebody in my life or even have somebody say something to me that challenged me in a way that checks me so I can get healed from something that I haven't revealed because I'm hiding it. See, do you realize that's when the freedom of liberation comes, when we can get that outside of us, what we've been carrying inside of us, which keeps us from really letting the Holy Spirit flourish outside of us? So that you are a beacon of light when you walk and people can see it. See, that's what Jesus was when he walked through and said, I just want to touch the hem of his garment. See, she had that expectation because Jesus was a light, and that's what it said. It was in darkness he came in light. Well, once you start revealing the biggest challenges of your life, the relationship with Christ, because now you are you have an authenticity about yourself that you're not trying to hide. So I want to set that framework 
in that to say, you see how God has used his biblical characters and how do you see yourself in your relationship with Jesus? Because being tuned in, when I think about Moses, see, the Ten Commandments, he was listening, although he didn't want to do it. See, is God calling you to do something that you don't want to do? And you say, well, God, I'm coming to church today. Bless me with this so I can get this. Make this easy on me so, so I can receive this. Help me get this job so I can buy this. We're all guilty of wanting the easy way of life. I want this office. I want this title. I want this position. But where is the Bible do we see that we had the easy life. There, the stories in the Bible are not about going on vacation and getting a cruise ship, <laughs> getting, going, getting, your, getting your flip-flops on and your, and your stuff. That, it's not in there. But what it is, the Bible said, put on the armor and let's get this battleship and let's go to war. That's what it is. And so I think we have, you know, we got it like, like, like Beyonce said, we got it twisted. So, cause, cause we, 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 we get it out of context on, I mean, think about, you know, Joseph. He's my favorite. That's my favorite biblical character. Why? Because he did nothing wrong, but he, had, he was tuned in, he got God's dream, and said that he was going to take care of the family, and he shared that with his brothers, and they hated on him. So you got to be careful who you tell your dream to. <laughs> if you can't tell your brothers, and they sold him. But see, that was for God's plan. But look at the trials and tribulations that he went through. Esther, for my sheroes. <laughs> yeah. She was tuned in. So when Mordecai comes to her and tells her what to tell the king, she could have said, no. She could have said, nah, I got it too good up in here. I'm not going to let them know I'm a Jew. I got it going on. Hey, every man for himself, God for us all. I got this up here. Now, see, you got to be willing to sacrifice. Give up your comfort. See, that's what we don't want to do. We love comfort. God oftentimes works in discomfort. God, he works in discomfort to pull you out of your dysfunctionality. He, you know what's so amazing? The song, find God, leave the 99 to come find the one. You know what's so amazing? Sometimes for us, to understand we lost, we have to be found. We don't even know we lost. We've been lost so long, and somebody come to get us, you say, no, I don't, I'm, I'm over here. 
You've been lost so long and God's come to get you. And they say, come on, what the same way with Egyptians when they come back? Hey, let's go. I don't know. I look back over here. Boy, sure was comfortable over there. We got all the food we want over here with the Egyptians. We got everything good. Now, where are you taking us, Moses? What, to the promised land? But, but look, we working over here and we got all our food. We got everything we need. See, disruption sometimes in our lives when God has taken us places is painful. So I want to share this scripture with you today on how once we get tuned in on how we can understand the next step once we get this signal with God and we tuned in and we're listening, what's the next step to it? Matthew 5th chapter, verses 5 and 6. Real simple. Real simple scripture. Real simple game plan. It said, blessed are the meek, for they will inherit the earth. Verse 6 says, blessed are those who hunger and thirst for righteousness, for they will be filled. Now, for a long time, being a football coach, being in the weight room, everybody getting crunk up in there, everybody lifting weights and all, all your excitement. Being meek is not something that men like to say. If I sit back and say, man, I love you. You're a meek guy. I tell you what, you're my dude. <laughs> your meekness is just, I'm, 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 I'm motivated by your meekness. I'm telling you, when I look over here at Coach Ashton Bailey, when he recruited these young men to come here, go to school, expose them to the Lord, education ministry, first thing he said, boy, he didn't come in there and say, man, I'm looking for some good meat guys. <laughs> he said, I want some ballers that's going to knock somebody out. But what the next scripture says, blessed are those who hunger and thirst for righteousness for that we be filled. So understand the meekness and why the meekness is so important. Now stay with me we go here because we're at halftime right now because I'm going to make sure I don't keep you too long so you can get back and kick your fourth weekend off real quick. And I just want to give you some nuggets that you can take with you because the meekness is the part of the weakness that allows you to, to activate the Holy Spirit. That's the piece that I want to get you to understand. See, that's when, when, what that's saying is you emptying yourself. See, you're not, you're not blocking through. You're, you're sitting there. I'm trusting God. I want to go down to Matthew 20th chapter, verses 25th through the 28th. And it says, but Jesus called them over and said, you know that the rulers of the Gentiles dominate them. And the men of the high position exercise power over them. Verse 26 says, it must not be like that amongst you. Listen, it must not be that amongst you. That's the world he's talking about. On the contrary, whoever wants to become great amongst you must serve. See, not about what I'm going to get out of this deal. What's in it for me? What would America look like tomorrow if everybody woke up and say, I'm going to go bless somebody else? Think about that. 
Because it's enough to go around. If everybody woke up in America and said, let's go be a blessing. We're trying to do on July 15th. We got serve day. We're taking our team. We're taking our two fish, five loaves teams down. We're going to serve. I told a um, uh, guy come the other day, I said, hey, tell the gang members here, we're going to be feeding. They want a hot dog. We got you. We have to get outside the comfort zone to serve. Because that's the only place the transfer, transformation actually takes place. We can't keep coming here just feeling good about ourselves Sunday morning, singing Kumbaya, dropping in our tithes and offering, going back to what we regularly do. If we truly want to see Little Rock changed, we got to get outside our comfort zone. And it says, number 27, and whoever wants to be first among you must be a servant, must be, have a, a, a more slave mentality. What can I do? And it says 28, just that the son of man did not come to be served, but came to give his life a ransom for many. So here's what I want to ask you for the rest of the summer as you look. When I look as a coach, as a team, you want to make all district. You want to make all conference. Marcus, all Southwest Conference. Coaches, you desire to be coach of the year. You desire all these accolades. If you're in sales, you, you're aspiring to get that salesman award. Whatever, you have an aspiration to be the best, which is what God calls us to do, to win, to win. But what I want to really challenge you on as you move forward through the summer and through the fall, I want to ask you this question. Are you qualifying for God's hall of faith or are you qualifying to be approved by man? I just want to ask you that question. Who, who, who validation are you looking for? Who, who, who approval are you looking for? Because to get into God's hall of faith God's Hall of Fame is not going to look like man's. It's, it's a contradiction in reality. And I want to challenge you that because I have to challenge myself. I was, just, I was just telling Gordon, I said, you know, when I left coaching, I didn't know to come back here, but I realized I left a lucrative profession. And when I see what my friends are making now every year, I said, well, I was kind of crazy to leave, wasn't I? But God had a different calling on my life. He called me into discomfort to bless others. When I think back about your decisions on the transformation of your life, is usually to step in the midst of chaos and trust God with everything you got to say, God, only you can do this, and I'm following your direction. And that's what Moses did. For Moses wasn't a combat engineer. He didn't know how to build a bridge over the Red Sea. But his obedience caused the Red Sea to open. His obedience. And what was he in? He was in the midst of chaos. See, if you're going to be in God's hall of faith for your life, it's not going to be comfortable. 
is going to be bold. But only he can do it. Look, if, if you could do it, then why would God do it? But God can use you to do it. But you have to be obedient. When Blake decided to start M18, he didn't know. <laughs> and, that, and that's why he's been successful, because it's God's, it's God's plan. You know, and, and, and in this way, I say this to, you know, old Drake had a song, God's Plan. Y'all know that song? They know what I'm talking about. See? And, what, and if you look at that video, what he's saying is something, something just happened that only God can produce. I think I've shared this before. After being baptized in Israel and flying back over, they say, well, here's the Red Sea, da-da-da-da-da. The Red Sea moved me to, if you get a chance this afternoon, because God will always leave enough evidence for all the haters. Yeah. <laughs> He'll leave evidence for the haters. Just enough. He don't have to, but he just said, all right, just, all right, just so you know, Google Red Sea artifacts and see the chariots down there that's turning the corals. It's at the bottom of the Red Sea. And when you think about the boldness of faith that it took, the hall of faith that Moses had to have, to do that, I want to ask you today, what challenge do you have in your life that you can call on God's faith that do something that you need God to do that you can't do by yourself? That's where transformation takes place. If you can do it, it's not transformation. Let me say that again. If you can do it without God, you're not transforming anything. Because biblically, everything that we see in the Bible about transformation, God did it. It's another old song. God did. Y'all remember that song? He did. So when I think about how, from a standpoint, as I wrap this up, I said, well, Fitz, what does that look like? Let me give you an example from me. I step into a situation at Arkansas Baptist College. I'm in comfort at Washtenaw Baptist University. I'm comfortable. Don't be tenure professor, don't ever have to leave, we're good. Work three or four hours a day, you know how professors do. <laughs> Office start at nine, go home at three. That's, you know, that's how it works. And a guy said, I got a plan for you. I want to send you to the hood. I want you to go bless some young black men who don't have an opportunity, and we're going we're gonna to do something transformational. So I was out speaking. This is how it's happened. I didn't apply for the job. I'm out speaking. I'm raising money for literacy. Two people sitting out there, they said, hey, we got to open at Arkansas Baptist College. We just heard you speak. Will you, will, will you consider being the president of Arkansas Baptist College? I said, me, a president? So I'm a football coach. I said, I'm just kind of doing this for a little while, then I'm going to go back into coaching. 
They said, no, we want you. So come talk to us. We want to meet with you. So I go over there. They say, it's your job. I said, me? I ain't sent a resume or nothing in. They said, yeah, it's your job. I, I drive through Martin Luther King Drive, look over there. I see one building. And I said, and I say, now nah, God, this ain't where you call me. <laughs> he said, yes, it is. He said, this is exactly what I sent you to Fayetteville for, to Desert Storm for, to San Jose for. This is what I've been preparing you for. All of your preparation was for this. This mess. He said, but this mess is going to be my message. He said, but I need you to be obedient. He said, don't worry about the resources. He said, because I'm the source for all resources. He said, I just need you to be righteous, to do right. Make sure that your, your integrity, because he said, you're going to be challenged because what, the blessing is getting ready to come. It's going to be hard to know that you didn't do it, but they're going to think that you're doing something that's not right for it to happen. But I got you. I got you. I said, all right, I'm in. Ended up six, seven years later. It's a long story. God bless the community with over $50 million worth of resources. They have new dorms that are living in dying hall, but it's only because of obedience that transformation was allowed to happen. See, was getting into a situation that, that when people came in, they say, well, you're still in some. I said, well, why would I move still from a poor school like Arkansas Baptist College when I can go get a job and make this double time? But see, when God is in the blessing business, Satan going to come and start to hate. But you have to remain faithful in your integrity and know that if I'm doing right, God is going to always win. I have to be in the hall of faith for God's righteousness. I'm going to make sure that I sustain on his word. Keys, you can come on up now. See, in the book of Hebrews, it's actually called the heroes of faith. Check out Hebrews in chapter 11, where it says, Now faith is the reality of what is hoped for, and the proof, listen, the proof of what's not seen. Right. See, we always we all say, you know, Moses could easily would could sit back over here and say, "Well, God, you open up the Red Sea and I'll go." No, God said, "You go and I'll open up the Red Sea." See, that's the proof. For by for by it our ancestors were approved by faith. We understand that the universe was created by the word of God, so that what is seen has been made has has been made things not visible listen church as you continue i want to challenge you to grow outside of your comfort zone 
to change the environment that you're in, to be transformational with the people you come into contact with. To be bold in your spirit for Christ. Knowing that in my meekness, in my humbleness, that God will strengthen you. Think about Noah. I'm telling you, you're going to look crazy. Can you imagine what Noah looked like taking one of each animal up into there? They, they probably say, well, what are you taking all them out? And they, they were laughing at him. I, I can hear them say, well, I, they probably say, well, it's probably going to stink on that ship. Where they use the restroom at? All that kind of stuff c- c- comes at you. But God takes care of all of that. If we're obedient to him. Sarah in the Bible. Think about it. She was barren. But because of faith, she was able to conceive. Because of faith. Because look, you can't get up here and say, well, I, I hope it happened. I, I, I got faith and hope it's going it's to come by. That, that ain't faith. That ain't faith. Moses, Joseph, I talked about, but Jesus. Now here's the deal. The most uncomfortable situation. What did he even say? God, take this cup. He did not want to do this. See, there's something that you don't want to do. But God is saying, my son, my daughter, This is what I've called you to do. This is what you were put here for. Not to be comfortable. Not to be safe. To be transformative. To change stuff. To be a blessing to somebody else. Not yourself. Not to bless me. Me stands for my ego. My closest friend told me that ego stands for ease God out. How can you allow to get on your prayer knees, to get down this week and say, God, how are you going to use me to bring glory to your name. I just want to let you know as I close. The Holy Spirit transcends human ability and transforms human inability. But here's the here's the kicker. Faith the Holy Spirit. Faith activates the Holy Spirit. And what does that look like? It looks like a sacrifice. Yeah. Dying. Giving up. Meekness. Weakness. 
re-energizing. That's what Blake does to these young men. When they walk in here, I see them. Y'all see their pictures. So I love graduation. They come in here. They need energy. Blake, he's their voltage. He challenges them. Now, Miss Aiki, we're getting ready to do the same thing for women. Think about it. I'm, I'm really, think about that. <laughs> Rehabilitation, resuscitation to keep from incarceration. Yeah. See, that's, that's it. That's it. And you, what did he say? You have little faith. Don't you want to change something? Look, we're all going up. Let's, let's do, why, you know, when people say, well, hey, look, I, I love, you know, my brother, 35 years for Allstate, he's retired, I'm going to see him, love, love him to death. But I can't imagine not waking up and living in chaos. I live in, people say, what all you do? I say, whatever God tells me to do. Let's do this. Let's go change this. I can't be in comfort. If I'm in comfort, I say, something wrong. You don't change nothing in comfort. The Bible is not about comfort. Show me in the story. Where is that? Nowhere. So if we're biblically going to be like the Bible, how are we comfortable? So I want to challenge you until the next time I get to bring the word. We'll continue. First was getting connected. Next thing is it getting into your godly purpose to be transformative. And you can't do that in comfort because you never grow in comfort. God bless you. See you the next time I get a chance to get up. <laughs> yeah. Get up for fits. As a... Um, as fond as uh, Fitz apparently is of me, man, I, it, it works both ways. Like, it, it's crazy how much I love that man. And just, if you've ever been around a visionary, uh, it, it's just, it, it's so crazy. Like, all of the stuff that, uh, that Fitz is involved in, man. And uh, what one of the things that he's done is... Uh, He's uh, got the Derek Olivier uh, Center for Research. And uh, man, what, what Fitz has taken uh, upon his God-given mission is uh, to reduce urban violence. Uh, it's crazy because how proficiently like I can speak just from being around Fitz about urban violence, like the causes of, the prevention strategies. Like, and, and so, man, I, I'll get it. Family functions. And sometimes, Marcus, I think it's my mission, you know? Uh, but, but, it, but it is because we've locked arms together. And if you're a part of this church, you're a part of the body of Christ. And with some of you guys, might not know is that we are doing things to end urban violence. We are doing things to, to, to go towards the opioid epidemic. We are doing things uh, to help prevention with the Dream Center and the stuff that we do. Uh, all the directors of all of these ministries, they go to church right here. And so if you're a part of this church, you're a part of what God's doing. And so whenever it comes time to look for serve opportunities like Fitz is talking about, uh, write down on your connect card, man, that, that that's what it is that you're looking to do, that you're looking to get connected. Uh, because like Fitz, he he's received a direct call from God, like a burning bush moment in which the Fitz is ready to go to whoever it takes. And he's ready to say, let my people go. Like he knows that he's fighting for people that can't fight for themselves in a battle. Some of you guys, you might not be there yet. God might not be speaking to you saying, hey, this is 
is what I need you to do. I need to quit you to quit your job, sell all your possessions, uh, and go take over a broke university. Like that might not be what God is speaking to you. But what is God speaking to you? Because that's what you have to get into tune with. And, and I'm going to tell you, a lot of you guys, you're not ever going to figure out what it is God's speaking to you until you spend more time with him. Because like I always, uh, in, in recovery, the first thing that people want to do is they want to get clean and 30 days in, then they want to start a relationship. And, and so what I tell people is I'm like, look, like whenever you're starting a relationship with somebody, like you don't just want to say, hey girl, let's me and hang out with all your friends. You know what I'm saying? Like, let's do it once a week. Nah, you're like, hey, what's up, sweet pea? You know what I'm saying? Like, let, 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 let's hang out. Let's, let's, let's be by ourselves. You know what I'm saying? Like, I need a little bit of time so that I can get to know you. Like, no, 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 don't bring your friends. Like, just me and you. Like, because I need that intimacy. Well, God's the same. Like, if the only time you ever hang out with God is once a week with all your friends, you're never really going to get to know him in the way that you could if you would spend time with him on a regular basis. Because that's how you're going to figure out what it is that God's calling you to do. So I, I just want to pray for everyone right now, and, and I'm just going to pray a prayer for everyone, and, uh, and I just want to pray for God uh, to continually reveal himself. And, and if you're here today, and uh, you, you, just, you just really want God to, to bless you with, with knowing him more, and, and just bless in knowing your faith, and it's increasing that faith that you have. Just, just raise your hand up. I, my, my hand's up in this one. There's a lot of people here that's hands up in this one. So Heavenly Father, God, uh, we just pray right now, Lord, that you'll just send your Holy Spirit, just descend upon this crowd, God, and just activate us as a church, Lord, that loves you and that seeks after you, God, and that we just will serve relentlessly, Lord. But right now, what I'm praying specifically is that you just grow our faith, God that you grow it more and more, that you show us in our life, God, that you show us in our heart, Lord, how that we can draw closer to you, how that we can be more like you, how that we can be more tuned in to the cellular service that you have implanted in us through the Holy Spirit, God. Just show us. Lord, we are just so inundated with so much that just is, is fighting for our attention, God, that sometimes we don't know how our worldview has even been shaped, God, but we need you bad, Lord, to come inside of us and show us and reveal to us how that we can be more like you and the things that are inside of us that are not like you, God, and strengthen our faith in areas that it's weak, Lord. We know that we've all been given a measure of faith, God, but just allow that faith to grow and grow and grow inside of us, Lord, and so we are activated into who it is that you have created us to be, and we just pray this in Jesus' name. Hey guys, thanks for listening in. I hope that this message blessed you and it helps you in your journey with Jesus. If it did, leave a comment, leave a review, things like that help us spread the message of Jesus. Uh, if you want to connect with us, the best way to do that is to follow us on Instagram at, at NLC Downtown Little Rock to follow along with the life of our church.